weapon of praise. Amen. And the weapon of prayer is something that that is very consistent in this church. This is a praying church. Monday through Friday, we uh, we have prayer time, 6 a.m., 8 a.m. If you're not involved in that and want to get get involved to listen in uh, to find out what that's about, we encourage that. Amen. Also, on Saturdays, we pray here and uh, Sunday mornings we pray. So so, you know, we have a, a pretty much weekly prayer covered around. You know, it's interesting even around prayer. Our Marshallese um, brothers and sisters um, that um, they, they've, I don't, I think uh, Pastor Dotson right now has around 70 or 80 churches planted, but they have 24-hour prayer every day. So they've been able through their congregations to cover 24-hour prayer, and these are King's churches. They're praying for the expansion of King's throughout the Marshallese and throughout the islands, and uh, so they have 24-hour prayer. That's pretty awesome. So, But, you know, I can tell you that these weapons work. Amen. And uh, the weapon we're going to talk about and we're going to continue on to talk about today is the weapon of giving because I believe that God, you know, amen, and I want you to catch this today in your spirit. I believe that God wants to prosper his children. Amen. I'm a child of God, so I know, I know that for his sake he became poor so that I could become rich. Amen. We're going to talk about that a little later on. But you, you, you've got to catch what the word of God has for you because if you, if you don't catch the revelation or have the knowledge of what the word says, you'll never possess what God has for you. Amen. And um, we can come up with a lot of diluted, uh, you know, things that we hear people say, but the word of God is truth and the word of God, you know, God says he's not a liar. Amen. So when, when my, when my word in my Bible tells me that God wants to prosper me, then I have to do everything that I can do in my power to obtain that blessing upon my life. You guys, watch this though, because it's not just for my life, it's for my children's life and for their children. Amen. It's not just my life that I'm doing these things, but it's for my children and their children's children. Amen. Praise God. You know, last week um, on Wednesday, and I'm just going to be brief real quick, but you know, one of the things you need to understand, and I covered this on Wednesday, is that God is a covenant-keeping God. Amen. You know, He honors His Word, but He honors His covenant. Amen. So what you're doing when you move into an area with God, where you receive salvation, you're moving into an area where you're now walking in a covenant. God has covenant promises, and not to not to to get so much into that where we talked about it on Wednesday, but a covenant is like a contract. It's an agreement. It's an agreement that you have with God. Amen. You know, it's interesting that people will believe God for their health, but they won't believe God for their prosperity. Are you, you, you trekking with me? They'll, they'll believe God, God, God can do this, but God, I'm not sure about this. Everything relates to the revelation knowledge of who God is. Amen. So God, 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 God's not cheap. You know, it's like what Pastor Moreno said. The streets of gold or uh, the streets of heaven are paved with what? Gold. Ivory that we can't even imagine what, what heaven even looks like. You know, to, to think that Jesus was sitting at the right hand of the Father and came to earth. Amen. He left heaven to come to earth. To come to, to, to an earth. So, you know, think about it. He, Jesus, who was rich, He became poor so that we could become rich. He left heaven. <laughs> Amen. Streets paved with gold. I, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. How, hallelujah. But God is a covenant-keeping God. To understand God's economy, it's important we understand covenant. And um, so, you know, Psalms, I'll, I'll read this because, you know, and I love this because out of Psalms 105, you know, even, even in the early, um, you know, when you go back and look at the Bible, you see where, you see where the Israelites were leaving e Egypt. And, and they left Egypt with riches. 
And the Bible says in Psalms 105 that there were no feeble among them. Amen. So God was supplying and he was giving to them as they pursued the promise that God, God, God told them, you're going to go into a land. Amen. Moses' instruction was to do that, was to take them into a promised land. Hallelujah. So God is committed. He's committed to the covenant. So please understand, if you don't understand that God is, you know, sometimes he's committed, sometimes he's not. You know, usually we're the ones, we're the ones that break. We're, we're the ones that struggle with covenant many times. It's, it's the reason why we don't see a perpetual blessing upon our life because we miss something or we don't understand something God's wanting to do. Hallelujah. You know, Deuteronomy 8.18, because this is such a, a powerful, powerful word, and, you know, out of covenant. And Deuteronomy 8.18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. God gives you the power to get wealth. God, God gives you the power to get wealth. God gives you a mind. He, he, he gives you a soul. Amen. And watch this. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So he, he swore a covenant. God is the God that gives you the ability to be able to get wealth. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So two other things that I talked about on Wednesday night was, you know, how does God prosper us? How does God prosper us? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into that today. And I felt like just highlighting these few areas real quick here. So, you know, Isaiah 55.10, if you have your Bibles, go there real quick. How does God prosper? How does God prosper? You see, I, I, you know, I truly believe that God, God, you know, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, when God says that he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you, <laughs> that's a promise. It's a, it, it's a promise given from God to his people. And it's up for his people to be able to obtain this. Isaiah 55, verse 10, it says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it, make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So, it, so he gives seed to the sower. Amen. You know, where's your agreement with God? If God's word says that he'll, he'll give seed to the sower, See, that, that's an agreement that, that, I'm, that, I, that, I, that I come into an understanding of who my God is. You know, even this morning, I was praying on my way to church. You know, I was praying for seed. I'm believing the Lord for seed, to put seed in the ground. You know, the, the best analogy that I can come up with so many times when I think about planting, and Jesus talked about this in parables, was, you know, my wife's been doing a garden. And uh, I've, I've watched over, over a period of a year now where she's harvested seeds from last year's crop and she took those seeds and I think I think she goes off in a corner and talks to her seeds and you know does all you know she but but she you know she's harvested seeds and and that purpose in, in harvesting seeds is so that she can sow and plant those seeds and put those seeds back in the ground and it's such a fascinating thing to, to watch because you know I'm watching things spring up in our garden this year that were seeds from last year and, uh, I, I, you know, in her garden this year, honestly, I'm like, wow, it's looking really good, you know. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's simply amazing to watch and see the principle of sowing and reaping work. Amen. But, but it does work. Amen. Please understand that if you don't have the, it, it does work. There's a real revelation to understanding that God does give seed to the sower. Amen. He gives bread to the eater. You know, listen, I, I believe this, that if you're, you know, if you're not a giver, you're going to lack. 
you're going to lack because, you know, he gives bread to the eater. What, what, in, in the case of, of giving bread to the eater, what does the eater do? He eats up everything he has. You know, just like the, just like the Israelites, you know, God, manna rained down from heaven. <laughs> Think about this. Every day, and then it dissolved. God supplied their need. God supplied their need. You know, isn't, that, isn't that amazing? God supplied their need while they were in the wilderness. That manna rained down from heaven, and then it would, then it would dissolve after one day. So God will meet your needs. God will meet your needs. You, you, have to, you have to grab a hold of that, that my God will meet my needs in every, every area every area of my life. You know, I remember sitting down with a guy one time, and we were talking. He, was, he wanted to go through his finances. And, um, and, you know, he wanted to give. And, you know, and that was the reason why we sat down. He wanted, to, he wanted to give a greater amount, but he was like, I don't know how to do it. And so I said, well, let's sit down. Let's just look at your finances. And so as we, as we started going through his finances, you know, he was like, you know, man, I spend, I spend 30, some days $40 in food. And so we figured up by, by the end of the week, you know, that, you know, 30 to $40, you know, that that's, could be two to $300 a week that he was spending in food. He was like, Pastor, I, I, I understand where all my money's going. I'm eating it. I'm, I'm eating all my, you know, my money's getting ate up because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeding my stomach. So, you know, and then from that point, he was like, you know, I want to put seed in the ground above his tithe. You know, we're talking about above the tithe. He wanted to put, he was tithing. He was doing all the right things, but he was eating his seed. So he was like, you know, I want to, I want to go another direction in my giving. And so God, God opened the doors for him to be able to sow you know, above his tithe. And as he did, God prospered him. Give him a business, give him the ideas, connected him with the right people, and next thing you know, things kind of exploded. Amen? See, God, God will do that for his children. He will do, he, you know, God wants to prosper his children. You may say, how does God want to prosper his children? I believe that, you know, not only in Malachi chapter 3, where God says that he'll pour out a blessing. Amen? See, the blessing, we, the blessing doesn't come in just... Um, you know, what is it, the publisher's clearinghouse? Is that right? Is that, is that the one that delivers the check to the, to the people? My cameraman's got his thumbs up. Amen. So, uh, you know, publisher's clear. You know, God, you know, a lot of people need to understand, God doesn't operate by, by, by the orders of publisher's clearinghouse. But many people will set, you know, they'll fill out all the paperwork. They'll do this. They'll do that. And, and you know, what, you know if, if only I had a million dollars. If only, I could, if only I could receive Publishers Clearinghouse. See, that's not how, you know, you can fast, you can pray. There are things that you can do, but those things will never release financial blessing into your life. You know, I, I, don't, I want you to hear that, not, not in a bad way, because, you know, you can't, you can't fast. For, <clears throat> I'll be careful how I say this, because fasting is a, is a powerful weapon. Amen? Prayer is a powerful weapon. But what God wants to do is he wants people to understand the process of prospering. So these are things, yes, that we do. But, you know, a divine idea from heaven, an idea that God, God can give you to prosper you, amen, is, is, you know, he is, he is the God who gives you the ability, the ability. Where does that ability flow into? It flows into your mind. It flows into your work, amen. It flows into actually doing something. So, you know, if you're sitting at home waiting on a check to come, God doesn't flow that way. God doesn't work that way. If you're, you know, well, you know, waiting on an inheritance. I mean, how many people, you know, are sitting around waiting till when somebody passes away or someone dies to receive an inheritance so they'll be blessed? Well, I can't wait till they die, you know. 
They, you know, if, when they die, I'll, I'll have a lot of money. You know, they may live to be 120. You know, that's, that's the number of years that you can live, right? They may live to be 110 and you'll be 95, right? You know, you're, you're waiting on the blessing because you're dependent upon what somebody can do for you. You know, I, I'm always, uh, anyway, don't, don't wait. So God will give you divine ideas. He, he, God, God will give you the power to gain wisdom, to gain understanding. But listen, you, you see, this covenant that we're in with God, it's very real and it's very true. So if you're, if you're slack around these areas in your life, it's going to be hard for God to pour out and open the windows of heaven over your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God gives you ideas. That was one of the areas we covered. And the second area, uh, area that we covered was the work of your hands. Proverbs 10.4 says, How would uh, he who, who is slack has become poor, but the hand of the diligent makes a man rich. So we understand that there's a connection of working, that you know a person has to work. You can't just sit around and hope for things to happen. You actually have to apply yourself and work. Amen? You know, you know, many times I've had people come to me, you know, they, they feel a call into ministry. And, and, and you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm all for living by faith. Please understand, I'm a faith preacher, so I, I believe by, you know, in, in living by faith. But, you know, Pastor, I feel called to the nations. Well, you know, if you feel called to the nations, why, why, don't, you start, why don't you start right here? Well, you know, I feel like I need to quit my job. I feel like I need to do this. I feel like I need to, you know, I just need to run headlong into ministry. And I need to depend and try. I, need to, I need, just need to believe God for everything. See, there's, there's not a lot of wisdom in, in just jumping into something and not thinking. Many times I told people, you know, don't leave your job until you know you have another job. Don't, 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 pursue, don't pursue ministry, you know, if you, don't, if you don't have an income. Amen. You know, when that income, when ministry income surpasses the other, that's when you can make a move into full-time ministry. But a person should work. You know, the Bible <laughs> the Bible's very clear about this. The Bible is very clear about this. If you don't work, you don't eat, right? That's what the Bible says. It's not, it's not what Pastor Brad says. So please understand that the Word of God is very true. When it comes to this. So we have to be diligent to pursue and put ourselves in a place where we can produce an income. It's what I said Wednesday night because, you know, even even your kids, you know, um, e e even your kids, you know, teaching them how to to value money. You know, one of the things we, we taught our kids early on was, you know, first first and foremost, you give. That's number one. You, you, you become a giver as 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 young as our kids were. They gave. You know, if they received birthday money, we showed them what a tithe was. If they worked, we showed them what a tithe was. You give, you save, and you live. And that, and that was the order in which we, we, we established things with our kids because, you know, if you eat up everything you have, you can't do much, right? It, you know, if you, you ever want to plant a seat but you don't have it to give? <laughs> I have. And so, you know, the Lord checked me on these things many years ago. You know, you know I, I, I got to make sure I have, you know, I can't sow $1,000 if I don't have $1,000. I can't sow $10,000 if, if I don't have access to $10,000. There, there are times that there'll be seeds of planting, seeds of faith, yes. But, you know, you need to make sure that you have these things. You, you, you possess these things, amen, to be able to do what God's asking you to do. Proverbs 10:4 again, he who has slack hands becomes poor. So it's important to understand that God, God values work. You know, I, I remember when we were in Hawaii, you know, God, supernaturally, we, we, we did go into full-time ministry. But honestly, we, we had a savings. 
You know, God, God had, a, he had established everything for us. And so we lived off of that savings and we give out of that savings supernaturally that year. And about a year and a half into it, you know, I remember driving through town and, you know, Miranda and I were like, you know, we have to have additional income coming in. Living in Hawaii is not, it's not a cheap place to live. But, you know, you think, you know, so, you know, I always, you know, people are like, yeah, you're suffering for Jesus in Hawaii. You know, it's tropical paradise and, you know, and, and it, it is beautiful. It's the most amazing place in the world. But, you know, it is very expensive and the islands are very beautiful. Amen. They're, they're beautiful places. And, and, you know, and I remember driving through and I'm like, Lord, you know, I need an idea. You know, Lord, I'm a tither and I'm a giver. I, I value your word and I'm a, I'm a sower. I, I believe in this. Lord, I need an idea. I need, I need, I need an idea. And, and Pastor Miranda at that time was making jewelry. And, uh, you know, she was, she was putting together jewelry. And, you know, and so what did we do? We opened up a roadside little shop and we started selling jewelry. And, you know, after a little while, the hotel, one of the, one of the most prestigious hotels comes and looks at her jewelry and says, man, this is really great stuff. Can we buy this from you? And so here was, here, here was a, a divine idea that she had that God was now backing, amen? See, God will back your ideas. He'll come alongside and he'll back your ideas, especially when you're a giver. Think about it. God wants to back. He wants to back that. And so here we were. I, you know, she homeschooled through the day, and I went up and set up. I worked out a deal with, uh, with the guy that owned the general store. You know what's amazing about that? I wrote him a check every week every week for the rental of that, that area because he charged me 20, 25 bucks a day or something like that. I don't know, something like that. I wrote him a, I wrote him a check every day for like, 20, you know, every week I wrote him a check. And after a while, I, I, was, I, I started going back and looking at the records. And, uh, and I went into the store and I was like, Neil, I said, hey, I, I got a quick question for you. I said, none of those, che- you haven't done anything with those checks. And I said, we're going on like, you know, six, eight months, almost a year's worth of rent. You know, those checks aren't going to clear. I'll need to write you another check. And Neil says, ah, you know, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Because Neil would come down and he would talk to me, or I would see him in the store. And, you know, I, and I always prayed for him. You know, I, I prayed for Neil. But, but here was this idea God was backing, amen, and now we're rent-free for, for, for a year. However long we were there, we never paid rent. I would go back to him and say, Neil, you know, I still owe you this money. You know, you know, maybe sometime. You know, he never told me, like, yes, you need to pay or anything like that. I, he just was like, you know, uh, you know, he just kind of ho-hummed about it. And so I was like, well, praise God, you know. And I, I would go back to Miranda and said, I, I don't guess we have to pay Neil anything. You know, and it, was, it, was, it, it turned out to be, you know, 1000 15, 2000 that, you know, that we could have had to pay in rent. And so, you know, and then after that, you know, even in just that business, you know, it was, it was, it was like God, God does that. He will give you an idea to, to cause you to move, to cause you to prosper. Amen. The next idea that, you know, we, we actually came up with was, was the guy that, that I sat down and helped with his budget. And, you know, and God supernaturally turned things around. He started a business. And this is so amazing. He started a business with $73. Some of my greatest stories of how God's, how God's elevated he started a business with $73, $73, and uh, the first yard that he cut paid $115. He was a, he was a landscaper, $115, and, uh, and, you know, he was giving. He, I, I said, what do you want to do with this money? He said, I want to sow it all. So he, he sowed that $115, $150, I don't know what it was. It might have been $200. He sowed that first $200 that month that came in for the yard. He sowed it, and by, by three months, 
that $200 went to a 3,000 account monthly business. Because, see, it's, it's the wisdom of God. He is the God who gives us the ability to create wealth. And how does that happen? By the works of our hands. By, by applying ourselves where God, you know, because God can do this today. He can, he, the, the rain, the rain of the Holy Spirit is upon the earth. That you please make no mistake, that's what God wants to do. The rain of the Holy Spirit's for you to pick up and run with God, what, what, what God has for you. To run with it. To run with an idea. Amen? I don't, I don't ever want to, please, I, I don't want to lose people. When you, when you start talking about finances and blessing and you start talking about money, I don't want to lose you because, see, this is something that if you catch a hold of, your life, you know, I, I told Brother Stephen the other day, at 30 years of age, if you can grab a hold of these concepts right now and get a hold of this stuff even at 30 by the time you're 62, bro, you're going to have a bunch of money. You're going to have a bunch of money. You, you, you learn these things. You, you read about investing. You, you, you grab a hold of things. You, you, know, you buy lands. You buy properties. God wants to prosper you. you got to make that declaration over your life that God wants to prosper me. Amen? Amen? What, for, what, for what benefit? It's so that you can be a blessing. It's so that you can be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to keep moving here. Yeah, Proverbs eighteen sixteen. Let me let me close out this the, the second one here. You know because he does give you divine ideas, but a man's gift makes makes room for him and brings him before great men or brings him before kings. A man's a man's gift makes room for him. What's your gift? What's your gift on planet Earth? Maybe maybe you're an administrator. Maybe maybe you're good at sales. You know people will end up in jobs. They'll end up in areas where they're not called to be in those those areas. God's given them a gift. They could sell. They could sell. They could sell coconut shells to, you, you know, to, to to an Eskimo. They, you know, people have the gift of sales, and then they end up somewhere else. They they end up completely somewhere else. God, you know, a man's gift makes room for him. What what's the gift God's put on the inside of you? You know, uh, one of the gifts that I that I pray over my family is, is the gift of giving. I want that released supernaturally in my life. Good, right? Who's this spokesperson? Where's he at? And, uh, and I, I remember, you know, I was kind of going a little fast, and so I, I made it to Charleston, and, and that meeting started. And when I got into around the Capitol, it started like in 10 minutes. And I, and I was like, Lord, I need a parking spot. You guys, you, you guys, do you understand the favor of God is upon you as a child, as a child of God? Lord, I need a parking spot. I can't show up, you know, I can't show, you know, I got a suit on, I don't wear suits, I wasn't wearing suits very, you know, I, you know I'm looking good today, Lord. You know, I've got a suit on, you know, I, I, I don't want to have to run four parking lots over, sweat and walk into an office, drenched, look like I've, look like I've you know, have fallen in a pool of water. I, I, Lord, I don't want to do that. Lord, I need a parking spot. So as I'm pulling in the Capitol, in the Capitol gate, I happen to look to the right where, 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 the, where the governor and his people park, and there's like two spots that's open to the public. And I was like, that's my spot. Right there, that's my spot. So I, I turned in, I pulled in, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. But see, this is something that as children of God, you can, you can overlook the favor of God. The favor of God is on your life. You know, and, and, and you should expect the favor of God to be upon your life. Why? Because you're a giver. Amen. Because, 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 because you choose to give. God will, he'll, he will pour out favor upon your life. Amen. It's, go back to Malachi 3. It, 
I'm going to open the windows of heaven over your life. What does that look like? It looks like favor, amen? It, you know, you guys with me today? Because it looks like favor. You know, it, the other day I was at Walmart, you know, somebody standing there, you know, they, they put stuff on behind me. I just ring them up too. Ring them up too. Why? It's because it's because the favor of God is upon my life. I don't, I don't, when you begin to move in perpetual blessing of the Lord, it, it, it's, you know, that you know that the Lord will bless you every day you wake up. Amen. You know, I got pastor friends that, you know, they wake up every day and they make a decision where they're going to give and where they're going to sow. I want to move into that area. Amen. Having something to give away every day. Some of the greatest ministries that, you know, <laughs> that people mock and want to tear down, they're the greatest giving, you know, people want to make fun of. Well, they're prosperity preachers and teachers, and they're, they're some of the greatest givers. And if people only knew what they've sown and what they've given, <laughs> it's, that's, that's why it's important to watch what you say. You know, Exodus 3.21, I'll just read this. And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptian, and it shall be when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. What did he do for the Egyptians? He, 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 put, he put silver, he put gold, he put all that stuff in their hands. So as they left, the favor of God was upon them. So they're going into a promised land with what? Favor. Favor. And you know, you guys know the, number, the story out of Numbers. We preached that recently. Joshua and Caleb. There was a favor for them to go into the promised land. And you know, the ten spies, you know, they came back with a bad report, but Joshua and Caleb, they stood firm in, in their decision that my God, my God is favorable to me. He's favorable to, to, favorable to us as a people. Let's go take the land, they said. And what did the people, you know, what did they want to do? They wanted, they wanted to kill them. <laughs> See, you know what? Favor, favor, will make, <laughs> favor will make religiousness feel, you, you know, it'll, 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 bug, it'll bug people that deal with, with that religious spirit. Well, who do they think they are getting a parking spot? Who do, you, who do they think they are getting a seat up front? Who, who do they think they are getting a new car? Getting a new house? Getting a new, who do they think they are? Well, how does that pastor get that on his salary? That pastor's got a Rolex. You, you guys, this is what people, this is, these are the things that people say. You know? So there, there is a real favor that God wants to pour out Lord, uh, upon His people. And these things are released, and I, I truly believe it. You, these things are released in a believer through their giving. Through their giving. You know, the Bible says for the love of money. You know, people, people want to twist scriptures. For, for, the, for, the, for the love of money is, is the root of evil. The love of money. Money's not evil. Yeah, that's what I said last week. You know, money, money's amoral. You, you, can, you, can, you can build a, a great church. You can, you can build a great business with money and be a good person. Or you can build a strip club. Money, money's, money doesn't have a name. Manna, that, that's a whole, even to break out that and get into to manna, the God of manna is, I mean, you know, the, the worship of money, that, that's a whole other deal. But listen, you know, you you won't you won't worship money. You 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 won't you won't idolize money. You won't think material things are more important when you become a giver. When you become a giver. You know, I, I realized many years ago it was 
you know, what did, the God, what, what, did, what, what did God want? You know, I didn't figure this out when we first entered the missions field or even as a pastor. I didn't, what, what did God want? God wanted, he wanted one thing from me, and I realized that. And it's the very thing he asked every believer. He wants your obedience. He wants your obedience. Obedience is, the Bible says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Why? He wants your obedience. You know, it's, it's like, you know, even offerings here. They're, they're free will offerings. You're, you're, you know, your you're tithe, your tithe, your 10%, you know, is a standard. Is, is a standard that, that, you, that, you can, uh, that you can attach to your life. And I believe that. I, you know, it's, fa- it's found in Malachi 3. You can go back to Le- Levitical law, and you can go back to Abraham. Prior to, prior to Levitical law, he gave a tenth of what he had. So, you know, people want to argue over, well, it's not in the New Testament, it's not this, it's not that, you know. And, and, and people want to get dogmatic over, 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 over scriptures when they don't understand that when you begin to move into a realm of giving, 10% is the minimum. <laughs> You know, for some, I always say it, it's the place you start. Your ten, per, your ten percent is the place you start. It's 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 a good basis. Amen. It's a good basis. See, there's a transfer of wealth on the platform of of divine favor. There, there's a transfer. I, I, I don't believe the church is going to look shabby in these last days. I, I, I don't. I, I don't feel like, you know, the, the you know, listen, I, God's not called us to be beggars. He's called us to be, to be a blessing. We didn't, we didn't set up this church. We didn't buy this building to, to come in and beg people for money. To beg to keep the doors open, to keep the electric on, to keep the, is the AC on, by the way? Is it, is it hot in here? It's not heat, right? Just as long as it's not heat, because I'm sweating. But, but God didn't call us to be beggars. He didn't call you to be a beggar. Amen. He called you. He, he called you know for those that are in that. He he called you to be a blessing. Amen. He didn't call you to be a beggar. God's favor. I, I'm telling you, it's um. You know, I remember <laughs> so many stories about the favor of God. You know, I remember one time I was uh, I, I wanted a grill, and. Um, I knew what grill I wanted, but I didn't want to pay $1,300 for this grill. And uh, we were in Hawaii, and uh, I, I remember, and uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was Black Friday, and so that's, that's a big deal, you know, you know, in Hawaii, Black Friday, because, you know, in Hana, you know, those people never go to, they never go to sleep, they just, they, get, they go, f- because it's, you know, it's a while, and stores open 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, and I was like, um, I'm not going that early in the morning. I'll just meet meet some of the guys out there. And so I did. I drove out, and I, and I met them. And uh, they're like, what are you looking for? I'm looking for a grill. So I had like three or four Hawaiians looking for a grill for me. Hey, pastor, they call me up. I found this grill. I found this grill. You know, it's, it's, it's a doorbuster deal. And I was like, no, nah, that's not the one I want. You know, I, I want a grill that's heavy. I don't want one I'm going to have to replace in a year because, you know, grills are like that, right? You know, they, they can go bad really quick. And uh, I said, no, I'm looking for a Weber, a Weber grill. I said, because the gate's heavy. And I said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a certain grill. I, I, know that, I know what I want. Had one many years ago, and it just lasted. And so, and um, we walk into Sears. There was a Sears in, 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 in Hawaii, believe it or not. Sears, you know, it was probably one of the last Sears throughout, uh, throughout the United States. But Sears did tires. You know, they had everything. And so, and I walked in, and, and, uh, I, and I looked over, and I seen this grill. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of the grill I want. And it's at Sears. I'm like, of all things, there's one Weber grill at Sears. One. 
And I'm like, why is there a Weber grill at Sears? You know, these are at Home Depot and uh, I think Lowe's. And, you know, you can't, f- there's certain things you can't find. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, why is there a Weber, Weber grill at Sears? Because every other one's another brand. They're all other brands. And, um, and they had it marked down, and it was marked down to like $700. And I'm like, well, it's $1,200, it's $700. I'm like, wonder what I can get this thing for. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking favor. I'm thinking favor. See, because guys, listen, there, there's, there's favor. And I walk over to it, and I look at it, and the thermometer's broke on it. I was like, well, there's a, there's a bargaining chip, maybe. I, I don't know. And I walk over, and I, I kick, you know, it was fogged up and stuff, and I said, I called the guy over, and he, I said, you know, I said, I, I'm really interested in this grill. He said, man, it's the last one. I said, I, I've never seen Weber grills in here. What do you mean it's your last one? Is this the only one? He said, what's well, the only one we have left? We had a few, but we don't get them very often. And he said, but, yeah, the, my owner told me to get rid of it. And so I, was like, I looked at the grill, and I, you know, I opened it up. You know how you, you inspect everything, right? Like, it's like a car. It's a grill. You know, I'm, dr- I'm not driving the grill home, but I'm just looking at the grill, like, you know, looking underneath of it. And, you know, it's a grill. So, and I said, you know, hey, I noticed something, the thermometer there. It's, it's broke on it, and it's all fogged over. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah. He said, let me talk to my manager. Let me talk to my manager. He came back. I don't know. Ministry, how was you with me? I don't, I don't know who was with me. And, I, and uh, long story short, I, I left there that day paying $370 I think $70 for that grill. And see, because, you know, I, and I'm not, you know, I used to ask for bargains. You know, now, now I, you know, Lord, thank you for favor. You know, a lot of times you have not because you ask not. Amen. Brother Don, he'll come, he'll come toting things home. I mean, he called me the other day. He said, I found a deep fryer for 30 bucks. It's 185 uh, Praise God. There's favor. There's favor on people's lives. You're looking for something? Get a hold of Don Jersey. Is he, is he back here? Where's he at? Is he home? Okay. Brother Don, I love you, brother. But, but there's favor. There's favor. And a lot of times people miss that you, you, you got God. Want, he, he, you know, even today, just pay attention. Pay attention to the favor of God. Pay attention to the favor of God. Amen. You know, in closing today, I, I, you know, I, I kind of touched on this because I, I want you to understand that obedience is, is, is better than sacrifice. So y- you be obedient. You be obedient to do what the Lord tells you to do. Always in your giving. Amen. You know, I, I say there's a standard. You know, we, we, you look at the standard, you know, the standard as, as you know, according to the word of God is, is 10%. That's, that's a standard given to every believer. And I, I believe it's found in Malachi chapter 3, you know. And, and you can read that. It's found in other passages, but it's, it's a standard. Because, you know, a lot of times people have argued with me, well, you know, pastor, it's not, you know, in 10% is nowhere mentioned in, in, in the New Testament. Well, that's not true. Jesus in Mat- Matthew 23, 23, he said, yes, tithe. Jesus said that. Jesus said, yes, tithe. So he told him, yes, you, you give. You, you keep giving. But, you know, and then we move into the realm of, of giving, even in the New Testament. You know, I have people that will argue with me over the tithe, and they'll say, well, you know, in the New Testament, they give away houses and lands. And all. So are you giving any of that away? Well, no. I, you know, I, they're not even giving 10%. They'll, they'll want to talk about, well, you know, this is what it said in the New Testament. But they, they've never set a standard. And so you have to develop a standard in your life that, A, you're going to be a giver. Guys, you know, it is for, you know, you, you give because, you know, listen, the, the benefits that come along with giving. You know, I was kind of misquoted the other day around this whole thing, but, but I, I love God. That's why I give, period. 
But there are benefits in, in giving. He will rebuke the devourer for my sake. So if people don't, they don't understand that he'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. What's the devourer doing? He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll come and eat your corn. He'll come, he'll come and he'll, birds will come by. I was watching the other day. I'm getting protective over Miranda's garden. I'm like, there's a bird in her garden. You know, what's, what are we going to do with this bird? I'm going to go buy a BB gun. I think we got one, don't we? So, I, you know, pastors are going to shoot birds. You know, I, I'm not going to shoot birds. Buy an owl, owl, fake, a real owl. I want a real owl. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Greg and I heard owls this past week, so. So, um, anyway, sidetrack. Let me get back. Let me get back. So, it, it, obedience is, is important. Hey, take your Bibles. I want to show you something real quick in Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. Because obedience, obedience in your giving is what God's looking for. Because, you know, in Genesis chapter 4, you'll, you'll find that not every offer, offering is acceptable before the Lord. Not every offering is acceptable before the Lord. Genesis chapter 4. Because, see, giving, giving is one of those things that's really attached to the heart. It, it, it's, it's a heart. It, it's, it's, a, it's a heart issue. Because, listen, I, I, can I be honest with you? The church doesn't need your money. A church doesn't need your money. That's why we don't preach that way. We don't teach that way. We don't, I, I, we don't need your money. That's, that's not what this is about. We're advancing the kingdom of God. We, we, we're, we're partnering with God, with our resources. Amen? The church doesn't, you know, it, we're not beggars. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Look in Genesis chapter 4, um, verse 2. Yeah, let's start there, verse 2. It says, then, then she bore again the time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord and also brought of the first fruit of the flock and of their fat. And then the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But, it was, um, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and, the count, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why, why, why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door, and, his, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Man, that, that's, that's, you should rule over it. You should rule, my, my, my. You should rule over your heart. You should rule over your heart. You know, so, so now he's mad. He's mad at his brother because his brother bought, brought an offering that was more acceptable than his offering. You know, he brought the first fruit. He brought, he brought the fat of the cow. He brought, he, he brought that before the Lord. But see, what happened is, is, is now sin. You know, God's telling him, look, sin's creeping in. Sin's creeping in because you know now you're jealous or you're mad at your brother. Mm. You should rule over it, amen. God, and that's why you know that's why I always tell you it's uh, you have and you should have a plan to rule over your life, to rule over sin. What do I mean? A plan? You check yourself. You check yourself. You know, it, you know I check myself when other, you know when other people want to come and talk about ministers. I'm not the guy you need to come and talk to about other ministers. I, I'm not, you know, I, you know. I checked my, I checked that a long time ago. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to bash anybody. You know, I'm not here to, I'm not here to rip anybody apart. What do you think? About? I, 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 ch I choose not to think. So you, so you, you have to check your heart. 
in all areas of your life. And see, the Holy Spirit will do that. He'll quicken you. He'll quicken you. And, and like I said, I want you to understand, this is so much more than just giving. <laughs> the, the lesson of, 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 of this right here, the heart, it's, it's so much more than giving. Because if you can look within your heart and, 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 not, and not feel contempt, and not feel, not feel uh, you know, a hatred, man, you, you, you begin to win and you begin to get on the other side. I probably didn't explain that very well, but it says, Now Cain talked with his brother, uh, talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he killed him. And the first murder in the Bible. What's it over? Giving. <laughs> giving. The first murder in the Bible is over giving because somebody had given their best and somebody was jealous. Man, that's why we always, that's why we say do do your best, do your best. God sets a standard. Set set your faith, set your faith to do your best. Amen. Isaiah one nineteen says, "And you stand to lose your har- your harvest if you're not willing." Uh, well, let me read this. It says, "If you're willing and obedient." You shall eat the good, good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You know, in closing today, I, um, I, I realize that as a believer, the opportunity that I get is, is I get an opportunity to, to get to give. I, I get an opportunity to get to give. I, I can't explain, you know, other than the fact that God got a hold of my heart early on and I remember when Rand and I, we, we were given just our tithe. You know, because we, we didn't, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever been here before. You had more money going out than you had coming in. Uh, that was me. That was us. I mean, we, you know, we, we did. We had more money. You know, how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And she, you know, she looked at me and said, you know, we got a tithe. That's, that's the answer to this. To this. We've got we've to pay our tithe. And I remember we started tithing. And, uh, and then we, we started learning about the offering. We started learning just, just about the offering. And I, I remember our offering was like, you know, we pay our tithe and our offering would be like 10 bucks. That's all we had. To, that's all we had. It was like, you know, you know, it's not that I didn't, you know, we're learning about faith. Guys, I, I'm, I've been a Christian for a long time. I'm still learning in faith. Amen. I'm not where I'm going to be. I'm going higher. I'm going further. See, the, 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 that, that's a declaration I make over my family. I make over my kids. I, I, I'm going to give more. Amen. You know, in, in a lifetime, I, you, know, I would lo- you know, I would love to look back over my lifetime and say, you know, he sowed $10 million into the kingdom of God over a lifetime. Amen. You got to have, you know, th- there's a thing, you got to have that kind of faith. You know, it's, yeah. But over time, what happened was it increased. You know, our offering wasn't just $10. It was 15 It was 30 It was 50 It was 100 It was 200 and then, you know, then we started having a savings. And when the Lord spoke, you know, we would be somewhere and the Lord would speak to us about sowing a seed or planting a seed. You know, and I, I'll never forget the first time we wrote out a $10,000 check and sowed it. It was for the protection. It was for every, everything that we were believing for when we left and went into the missions field. And uh, it was the easiest check we ever wrote. 
You know, and I, it, it honestly was the easiest check we ever wrote. And so we wrote it, we sowed it, because we knew that that was seed that we're putting in the ground for however long we were going to be in Hawaii. And that's what we did. We sowed it. D- different times, the Lord, you know, speaking to us. So I looked at my wife today, and I just, I, I gave her a figure. I said, I want to sow this this year. It's, it's, it's going to stretch us. It's going to stretch us. Now, you know, your pastor is believing for seed just like you're believing for seed. You know, there's, there's things we need to happen. Um, I like things that are paid off and debt-free. I don't know about you, but amen. Isn't God good like that? Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus said, and um, go ahead and stand to your feet. Minister Lee, how? 2 Corinthians 8, 9. You know, Jesus said, Jesus said, For you to know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but I, I guess I have. You know, why, why would Jesus become poor for our sake? You know, how, how does his poverty benefit us? I think first and foremost, it shows us that God was a giver. The Bible says in John three sixteen, he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So he gave his most precious seed, which was Jesus. So I believe that 